Hello, and welcome back to Plantopia. Plantopia is the plant health podcast from the American Phytopathological Society, and I'm your host, Jim Bradeen. I'm a professor of plant pathology and associate vice president at Colorado State University. And today is the first of several episodes of Plantopia that we are recording live at the 12th International Congress of Plant Pathology in Lyon, France. Today, it's my privilege to welcome Professor Matthias Schocker. Originally from the Versailles region, Matthias completed his university studies in Paris, earning a master's degree in 2000 and a PhD in 2004. And he completed two postdocs, the first at the University of Florida and the second at INRA, which is the French National Institute of Agriculture, in all cases specializing in plant pathology. Matthias joined the biology faculty at the University of Lyon in 2007 and is currently an associate professor. He's also an expert on the functional genomics of phytopathogenic fungi with a particular interest in the gray mold fungus, Botrytis cinerea, and other necrotrophic fungi. His research includes identification of virulence factors using both omics and genetics approaches, and a collaboration with Bayer Crop Sciences includes identifying fungal factors that are potential targets of fungicides and the development of new antifungal strategies. He has led some amazing research on cell wall biosynthesis and vesicular trafficking as they relate to pathogenicity, and we will get into his research in just a minute. Uh, Matthias also teaches general microbiology at both the undergraduate and graduate levels and is involved in teacher training. And Matthias has been an active leader in our discipline. He has been an elected member of the board of the French Society of Plant Pathology since 2012. And since 2018, he has served on the executive committee for the International Society for Plant Pathology, or ISPP. And in his role with both the French Society and ISPP, Matthias has contributed to the publication of an educational book on plant pathology, and along with colleague Nathalie Poussoreau, co-organized the ICPP meeting. And I should mention that ICPP is a collaboration between the International Society of Plant Pathology and the French Society of Plant Pathology. Among his planning contributions for ICPP, Matthias was involved in selecting the theme of this year's meeting, One Health for All Plants, Props, and Trees. Welcome, Matthias. Thank you. First, let me apologize to you and other francophones out there for any damage that I've done or, or will do to your beautiful language. Uh, it is unintentional. Second, I want to especially thank you for taking time to be on Plantopia at this exact moment. Um, for our listeners, we are recording this episode just a few hours before the welcoming ceremonies of IPP. Cool. And Matthias, I'm sure this is a very busy time for you. I really appreciate your invitation, so I'd like to thank you and... Uh... For me, it's the first time I'm doing a podcast, and uh, so I really uh, like this. And uh, I would like also to present my the activity of uh, of a teacher and uh, uh, the teacher that I am, and a researcher in plant pathology. So thank you very much. It's wonderful. It's it's great to have you on the show. Mm. So Matthias, um, let's start with the ICPP meeting. We're talking today in your beautiful hometown of Lyon, France. And we're about to launch the ICPB, the International Congress of Plant Pathology. Tell our listeners a little bit about the ICPP meeting. Yes, yeah, so the International Congress of Plant Pathology is held every five years. So it's under the patronage of the International Society of Plant Pathology. So the actual president is Jan Leach from the Colorado University. 
and also the other society that is organizing this congress is a French phytopathological society because uh, several years ago we participated to abide to organize it and so for uh, and so we 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 won the bide and we are really honored by that and it was really a so great honor to us this prestigious congress this worldwide congress so i was in the one in boston that was five years ago a beautiful congress and i, ha I hope we'll do also a nice congress for for everybody within the next days well wonderful uh, we are excited for icpp how many people have registered for this meeting so for the meeting, uh, we have 2,400 uh, registrations, uh, which was not expected after the, the crisis, uh, COVID crisis. So we are really happy to see that we have, uh, we have the same uh, number of registrations than in Boston. So people are coming back to the Congress. So it's, and it's very nice to see that. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And, and where are folks coming from? from about 100 countries from all of the other words. So I would say maybe half of the attendees are from Europe. And uh, we also have a lot of people from North America, from Asia and uh, the other parts of the world. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, what, what can we expect from this meeting? What are some of the highlights? As you said in your introduction, we had to choose a topic for the Congress. And uh, we understood that one else global concept that is so important for human health, animal health, was not really considering plant health equally. So we wanted to focus on this uh, topic of one else by meditating in the introduction of plant pathology and plant health into this uh, global uh, uh, concept. So you will see in the ICPP Congress, several keynote or concurrent sessions are especially speaking about one else. But of course, we also have a lot of other topics. It's really a general Congress, including all types of diseases. So that means all types of parasites from bacteria, viruses to fungi, nematodes, insects that carry these microorganisms, and also people working on molecular biology, on epidemiology, on diagnostics, risk assessment. And uh, so it's a very diversified uh, Congress. And also that explain the success, I think, of having so many people going to this uh, meeting. Yeah, it's certainly exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the open ceremonies very soon. Well, thank you. We're, we're uh, certainly excited to um, see what ICPP holds for all of us. And you've obviously been very busy with this meeting. But we are here in France, and you are French. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what we should see in France? Uh, if you have uh, the possibility to, to visit the, the city of Lyon. You know, Lyon is a very old city, so 2,000 years of history. So Lyon is quite uh, impressive in the very diversified architecture of the city because you will have uh, some architecture from the Gallo-Roman 
area. You have a very nice amphitheater at the top of the hill uh, Fourvier. You also have a lot of houses from the Renaissance uh, age and also more recent architecture. So it's, it's you, when you just walk by the city, you feel to cross different ages of history. So I would just tell you to just walk by and that and be, and you will be surprised, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What I've seen of Lyon so far tells me it really is a wonderful city in France. Um, yeah. And famous for its food as well. Yeah. Lyon is also very famous for, for its food because uh, probably the, the modern uh, French gastronomy originated from Lyon from mothers from Lyon were cooking and uh, doing a great, uh, very good gastronomy. And then the big chiefs uh, are, uh, first, a lot of them are also from Lyon. And so we usually say that Lyon is the capital of uh, gastronomy in France. Uh, and I hope you will enjoy your uh, the restaurants and, uh, and the traditional um, meals of Lyon. Wonderful. Now, you've long been a leader in the French Society of Plant Biology. And tell us a little bit about the society. Yes. So when I was a, a student, I had to go to the congresses of this uh, French society. And I really liked it. It's like the people from this uh, society and like the diversity also of uh, thematics. So I proposed to be part of uh, this adventure with these people. And so I think it's been 10 years that I am uh, uh, elected in the, the board of the society. I mainly work on two tasks in this society. I, I participated to the uh, editor committee for edu an educational uh, book that has now been published. Um, uh, so it's a book in, in French, and uh, so it will uh, speak about uh, phytopathology and uh, from, uh, from the biology of parasites to the, the, the solutions to fight uh, against them. And the other task and the big task was the organization of the ICPP meeting. So tell us a little more about why the society is important to your profession and why students or early career professionals should get involved in their society? Yes. So a part of the French society activity is uh, to exchange mails between people, to so make communication between people. And I think young students can find uh, interesting information from this communication. Sometimes you see some announcements from for jobs. Uh, you also can ask questions to this forum of uh, discussion. And uh, also they have the possibility to apply for a bursary to attend a, a meeting in France or in other countries. So I think uh, it's really in interesting for the students to, to participate and to integrate this uh, society. And so my I think my work in uh, for this educational book relates to to that also, to so this this book will be uh, I I hope will be used in universities to present the phytopathology uh, disciplines which are not well known by by biologists. So I think it's it's a great uh, um, thing to for the SFP to to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. So, so um, is it fair to say our professional societies are providing community as well as professional resources? Uh, yeah. So while we're on the topic of plant pathology and how we get involved in plant pathology, tell us a little about your origin story. How, how did you discover the field of plant pathology? Uh, uh, I would say that uh, when I was a bachelor student, uh, I wanted to get courses on microbiology and also on plant biology. So when I had to decide in which master I, I would like to continue, I was thinking, how can I do both work on microbiology and plants? So then I found just uh, that uh, plant pathology was mixing both topics. So it was uh, perfect for me. And that's how I discovered the, the plant pathology. Yeah. Uh, so do you come from a farming background? Uh, no, it's um, coming from a more genetic background. So... I have more expertise in molecular biology and uh, and genetics. Great. Well, so that brings us to your, your current position then in your research interests. Uh, you're associate professor at the University of Lyon. You told me a moment ago that your favorite organism is the gray mold fungus, Botrytis cinerea. What's so special about Botrytis cinerea? I first worked on bacteria, but then I discovered fungi and I really liked uh, these types of uh, eukaryotic organisms that are more complex. And so I really liked studying fungi and why botrytis. Probably uh, for this type of necrotrophic fungi, we need to understand how they infect plants. And usually people think they just destroy everything. Um, it's not, it's different from biotrophic fungi that are in live plants, but in fact, there is, it seems that there is a close uh, dialogue between the plants and this necrotrophic fungi. And I really like to study this part of the communication with the crosstalk between them, that it's not that like, like the fungus was just killing the plants. There is just before this step. Uh, there is a communication between both the fungus and the and the plant. So this is something uh, I want now to study, and we are starting to to get nice uh, results from this. Yeah, it's fascinating. And in Botrytis scenario is a, a pretty widespread pathogen. Yes, it infects more than one thousand plants. Uh, a lot of them are. Uh, also give uh, problems in uh, agronomy. So, you know, grape wine is really uh, affected by the botrytis and also vegetable fruits. So it's also post-harvest uh, disease. But it seems that even if it's able to infect a thousand of plants, it seems to be specialized in decotyledon plants and not really infecting monocots like cereals. So you know, we have to understand why, because it's in fact so many plants, but not some other types. So this uh, specialization is not really understood. So this is uh, a black box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is interesting. So obviously there's genetic resistance out there, or maybe that crosstalk just doesn't work with monocots the same way. Maybe. So um, a lot of your work is focused on vesicular trafficking in Botrytis. How is Botrytis using this? It's quite a recent topic for my team. So it's really a, a work with also other colleagues from uh, from my team. And we 
initially on Botrytis, we worked on uh, producing random uh, mutants to evidence some mutants that are non-pathogenic. And so these mutants that are uh, deleted for a gene and that are non-pathogenic enables you to identify the gene and that it's maybe a pathogenicity gene. So after this work, we identified that all the, the random mutants that we obtain and that are non-pathogenic were all having a signature, a hallmark of secretion effect. So it was for us quite surprising because the, the genes that were deleted were really different between these mutants, but all mutants were having a difficulty in secreting and especially secreting virulence factors, proteins such as enzymes at the, uh, destroying the plant or pathogenicity genes were implied in the secretion of toxins. So then we decided with the team to focus on the secretion process and how the fungus is doing its secretion. It's uh, by uh, making vesicles and these vesicles, uh, they follow a traffic inside the fungus. Then there is a, they the, the vesicles, they deliver the, uh, the effectors or the, you know, the pathogenicity uh, effectors. And that makes probably, that explains probably why the fungus is having such great virulence on, on plant. So the idea was to identify the actors of this uh, vesicular trafficking. So we are now identifying genes important for this traffic of vesicules. And uh, we are not only interested by this interest, intracellular vesicle, intracellular vesicle trafficking, but also by extracellular vesicles. So it's also, there are different vesicles that seems to be delivered outside the fungus. And a lot of people are now working on this type of uh, vesicles as well, because they might also have a role in the dialogue between the plant and the, the fungus. But we are at the beginning and a lot of other labs are also at the beginning of understanding the role of these extracellular vesicles and even the intracellular vesicles. Mm -hmm. So, so a vesicle, I, I think of a vesicle really as a, sort of a balloon inside a fungal cell yeah. in which it might put pathogenicity factors. Exactly. Um, extracellular vesicle, is that that's moved outside the cell? E is it still intact or does it rupture and deliver? We have to discover because it's not really well known. And especially, it's just that people, they have seen these vesicles outside from the fungus. And probably not only the fungus, they secrete vesicles, probably all organisms secrete vesicles outside. And so what is the role uh, for them and uh, how are they produced? And uh, so we have to understand and uh, everything is to now to be discovered. So in my team, we work on the EVs, the extracellular vesicles of botrytis. So the first work was to purify them and to identify as uh, the components of these vesicles. 
And uh, the next step would be to identify the actors of this traffic. Yeah. That's exciting. So that's really from the, the fungal side. Um, is the plant, you talked about communication between the plant and the fungus. Is it a two-way communication or is it really just the, the fungus delivering molecules? For uh, biotrophic fungi that need to grow in live plants or even any biotrophic fungi that are first biotroph and then they have a necrotrophic behavior such, such as botrytis, there is really a crosstalk. So it's in the two directions. Especially the you know the the fungus the, the, the plant want to recognize the fungus because she she needs to to see it as a problem and fight against it. But then the biotrophic fungus needs to hide from the plant. So there are a lot of strategies in this fungi to be invisible from the plants. So they change their, especially they can change their cell wall. And that's why I was also interested in cell wall biogenesis. And cell wall biogenesis has also to relate to secretion of vesicles because the enzymes that built the cell wall are coming with the vesicles. And so for us, it, it's really the a main topic around that. And just to finish on the cross-talk, people were considering that necrotrophic fungi that just kill the plant, they don't need to have a cross-talk with the plant because they just kill the plant. But uh, in fact, it seems there is a very short stage where the, the like kind of a small biotrophic phase, even for this necrotrophic fungi, Whereas they don't want the plant to recognize them. And even in botrytis, we identified um, some modification of the cell wall so that the fungus will not be recognized by the plant. So it's, it's a crosstalk that I was uh, thinking about. Yes. That, that is just fascinating. It, um, I, yeah. I, I love the way you characterize that too. <laughs> so but it, really interesting to see where that research heads. Um, now, now, you're working also with bear crop sciences, uh, and I think you work pretty closely with them on some projects. Uh, tell us a bit more about that. Yes, we. my team uh, is uh, hosted in a, a laboratory from the bio crop science company. So it's a very close collaboration. My team, we are from the University of Lyon. Also, we are researchers and uh, uh, research assistant from the National Research Center in France called CNRS. And so this is an academic team, but working in a private company. So it's, it's not a situation you usually see in French, especially in biology, but it's a really very uh, interesting collaboration, very long collaboration because, uh, uh, and interesting, because they are doing a plead research and we are just doing a basic research. So it's very interesting for me as a teacher and a researcher to see how can we deal with a plead research and basic research so we can give them some ideas, especially if they are interested in finding uh, 
alternative ways to fight against fungi. And so we have a nice communication about that. So this is a way we are functioning with, uh, with them. Does that arrangement create any challenges for intellectual property, for example? If, if you discover something in your yeah. basic research? You know, we, everything is, is well uh, framed with a contract, but it has never been a problem for us to publish because uh, our research is really fundamental, uh, basic research. And so it was uh, not a, a problem usually for them that we publish our results. So I think that's the way it works really easily like that. Yeah. And what opportunities does this create for your students to um, explore industry careers? I think it's nice for, for them to have both you because in fact, when they work in our lab, they work with uh, uh, teachers from the university, but then the, they have also colleagues from Bayer quite close to our lab. So they can see both type of working of labs and some of them after their PhD, some of them had the possibility to, to continue in a postdoc in Bayer. So, and uh, so it's a good thing for them in their CV, I think. So, and I mean, I think this type of collaboration should exist in, should develop more in, in France because it's, it's rare. It's not really something you will, you will see. Well, one thing I like about the collaboration is is the industry in general is very focused on putting science into action. Mm -hmm. And so many of us on the academic side do important research, but if it's not translated into exactly. use, it's of limited impact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I completely understand you uh, with that because when I was a PhD student or even postdoc, I was thinking, okay, I'm doing research, but how that could help to fight against these diseases, plant diseases. And now the way that I am collaborating with this society, it's for me, it's you, I feel that maybe my results can help in fighting uh, against these parasites. And we should make more connection, of course, between companies and between uh, basic research, between uh, academic uh, research, sure. Now, you've mentioned a couple times education and being an educator, and you strike me as somebody very passionate about education. Tell me a bit more about teaching, what teaching you do, and, and why you care so much about it. Yeah, initially, I was planning to do just research, having you know, just a research activity, but uh, I had the opportunity to get a permanent position in the University of Lyon. So then you have to teach. I discovered at that moment uh, when I was hired, how to teach to students. And I think that time after time, uh, I, I liked it. I appreciate the, the contact with the students. And what I like in teaching, I like, I like the diversity of uh, students that I may have from the undergraduate to postgraduate students. And I mainly teach general microbiology, so it can be from bacteria, identification of bacteria, to fungi, uh, also protozoa. So it's not uh, specialized in plant pathology, but I have some courses in plant pathology. And recently, some of my colleagues from the University of Lyon, they created a new master in the interaction between plant and microorganisms. So it's uh, pathology, but also symbiotic communication. Mm -hmm. 
and I integrated this um, new master in, in France, in Lyon. So we hope it will be a success that a lot of students will participate to this new new master. Yes. It's exciting. It, it, it certainly captures a growing aspect of the field of plant pathology, the, the idea of uh, interactions between plants and, let's say, non-pathogenic uh, microbes. Yeah. As our field has grown, our understanding has, has widened. So yes. It's exciting to see where that master's goes. Yeah. And you, you see that people uh, as to working on pathogenicity relations and or symbiotic relation between plants and, and microbes, they have to interact to each other because finally, when you, you look at the different molecular Interactions, they are not so different. There are, there are a lot of uh, homologies. So especially, you know, uh, I say that I had an interest in the crosstalk of the plants and the fungus at the cell wall of the fungus. Especially it is at the chitin. Uh, you know, the chitin is a component of the fungus cell wall. Chitin is like an antigenic molecule. It's recognized by the plants as a bad guy and but inside in symbiotic communication between a, a fungus and a plant then uh, some fungi are able to produce small molecules of chitin that are modified and then plants do not recognize this modified chitin as a bad guy but as a good guy so it's funny to see that the evolution makes so different situation because we start with chitin, but then in the first uh, situation, it's it's recognized as a parasite and in other part as a, as a friend. So it's yeah. sunny. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so Matthias, is there anything else you want listeners of Plantopia to know? Yes, uh, about plant pathology, I would say that I was uh, uh, really happy to be to see so many people attending the, the, the Congress. So I really hope that this will continue in the future with the ISPP. There will be a next meeting in Australia. And I hope this event will be more and more recognized as an important meeting, important moment for plant pathologists, because I think it's a rare Congress where you can meet people in uh, working in very different things that you usually not see in other meetings. So it's uh, the moment we speak about plant pathology and we speak about important problems, especially food security. So another strong topic of ISPP and ICPP Congress is food security. Uh, so you will see a lot of sessions about that. And uh, uh, we feel that food security is not always understood by uh, plant pathologists. And we hope that the, this meeting will be also a way to explain to people why food security is so important and how they uh, research and their results could help for food security. So we also have some session on impact of uh, research in plant pathology for our society. Yes, I would say it's very, because, you know, my implication in the French phytopathology is also related to that, just to make people connecting to each other, even if they are from very different uh, disciplines. 
great. That's a very great note to end on. Matthias, thank you so much for being on Plantopia. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. We just heard from Professor Matthias Choquer at the 12th Annual International Congress of Plant Pathology in Lyon, France. I'm Jim Bray Dean, the host of Plantopia. Thank you so much for listening.